and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and my hope is to show you how to have a personal relationship with our Savior, Jesus Christ, and that salvation is through Christ alone by the free gift of God's grace. Friends, we are living in the last days, and Jesus is coming back soon. You need to be ready. And the only way to do that is to listen to the Word of God and invite Him into your heart. I pray that as you hear this message, it will encourage you to read the Bible for yourself. Seek the truth. Ask God to open your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what His Spirit is trying to tell you. The episode will begin after a short message. Revealing the prophecies of the last days. When is the world ending? Eschatology is the study of the end times prophecies of the Bible. My interest in the end of the world began around 1999. Some of you may remember Y2K, which stood for year 2000. Folks were afraid that all of technology would crash because computers weren't programmed to read the year 00. Nothing happened. Afterwards, people felt it was safe to return to the internet. There have been many people who have tried to predict when the world would end or that Jesus was coming back on a certain day and nothing happened. We had something similar in 2012. That's when the Mayan calendar ended and because of that, some people thought the world would end. It didn't. It did, however, inspire yet another apocalyptic movie, 2012. Though it wasn't a very good one. Some end times truths. After the flood, in Genesis, God made Noah and his family a promise. And I'm reading from Genesis 9, verses 14 through 17. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all living creatures of every kind on the earth. So God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant I have established between me and all life on the earth. So God promised that he would never again use a flood to destroy all life. That doesn't mean he won't use fire. That's what's coming in the great tribulation and in the day of the Lord. And folks, if you look over to California, that doesn't mean that it's the judgment day. No, that's... No, it's not. Why Paul had to write the sequel. Paul's second letter to the Thessalonians was written a few months after the first one. As we'll see in chapter 2, and that'll be tomorrow, they still were not convinced that the day of the Lord had already, um, uh, had already begun. They were still suffering persecution, and Paul tries to encourage them. So I'm going to read from uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, the, the, the greeting and opening of the letter. Um, Paul writes, this is from Paul, Silas, and Timothy. We are writing to the church in Thessalonica, to you who belong to God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. May God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Encouragement during persecution. 
Dear brothers and sisters, we can't help but thank God for you because your faith is flourishing and your love for one another is growing. We proudly tell God's other churches about your endurance and faithfulness in all the persecutions and hardships you are suffering. And God will use this persecution to show his justice and to make you worthy of his kingdom for which you are suffering. In his justice, he will pay back those who persecute you. And God will provide rest for you who are being persecuted and also for us when the Lord Jesus appears from heaven. He will come with his mighty angels in flaming fire, bringing judgment on those who don't know God and on those who refuse to obey the good news of our Lord Jesus. They will be punished with eternal destruction, forever separated from the Lord and from his glorious power. When he comes on that day, he will receive glory from his holy people, praise from all who believe. And this includes you, for you believed what we told you about him, Jesus. So we keep on praying for you, asking God to enable you to live a life worthy of his call. May he give you the power to accomplish all the good things your faith prompts you to do. Then the name of our Lord Jesus will be honored because of the way you live. And you will be honored along with them. This is all made possible because of the grace of our God and Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. Here are some important points. There's payback for the persecutors. That's God's payback. And in Romans 12, 18 through 19, Paul tells us about that. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. Or as a, more, a better known version says, vengeance is mine, says the Lord. There is rest for the persecuted, eternal hope. Read from Matthew 5, verses 10 to 12. This is from the tail end of the Beatitudes in the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil things against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. God and his angels will bring fiery judgment to those who don't know him. And that's the final judgment. And that's in Revelation chapter 20, 15. Anyone whose name was not found in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. Is your name written in the book of life? I have a link in my blog to that. <clears throat> that, my friends, is not purgatory. It's hell. The lake of fire. Furthermore, there's no getting out of it. However, there's only one way to make sure you don't end up there, asking Jesus to be your personal savior. The Thessalonians are believers, saved by grace. And just to reiterate uh, verse 10 and 12 from there, when he comes on that day, he will receive glory from his holy people, praise from all who believe. And this includes you, for you believed what we told you about him. Then in verse 12, 
then the name of the of our Lord Jesus will be honored because of the way you live and you will be honored along with him. This is all made possible because of the grace of our God and Lord Jesus Christ. That's our purpose, to glorify God in all we do. We are saved by grace to do good works for his glory. We honor God by the way we live. Do you believe that Jesus is the savior? That he is the only way? Do you know Jesus? Does he know you? Jesus said in Matthew 7, 22 to 23, many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. If you're not sure if you're saved or not, if you truly want to be born again and have the assurance of salvation, receive the Holy Spirit and get a one-way non-stop ticket to heaven and that you won't be left behind at the rapture. This is what you have to do. You have to invite Jesus into your heart. And there's a prayer that you can pray if you don't know what to say in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog and there's a page there. You can learn how to invite Jesus into your heart. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord isn't really being slow about his promise as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24:14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.